1: Good morning and welcome along to a new episode of Athletico Parsnips with me, Andy Dawson. Dig, if you will, a picture. You're experiencing a day of serenity at an upscale spa thanks to a Groupon voucher that was gifted
2: to you by a close friend. After enjoying a complimentary glass of cucumber juice,
1: you settle down for an hour of tranquility inside a sensory deprivation tank. All is calm and the worries of your world have drifted away. Suddenly, you hear footsteps lid of the tank is yanked open. An ageing goblin figure, smelling of a farmyard, leers at you before offering you a lump of melted toffees from within his gnarled paw. You close your eyes tight, hoping this is a hallucination, but no. He strips off to his wife fronts and climbs into the tank with you, cuddling you and purring like a deranged street cat. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my co-host, Mr. Bob Waterman. Oh,
2: Mr. Mortimer, uh. there's no one off the uh. You're like a caveman. Mm. You belong in a cage, man. Uh. Oh, Bobby, Bobby, mm. you need to get a hobby. Mm. You've caused a national atrocity with your so-called
1: comedy. <laughs> Ah, welcome along to Athletical Parsons. Another Parsons. There's a little song for you, Bob. Thank you very and much indeed. was very much about you, that one. There was some doubt last time. I can say without fear of contradiction, that was about you. That was you. me
3: clambering into your spa, It chamber. was there with Have you ever been to a hand. spa? I haven't. I've, I've been, been to a one.
1: spa supermarket... I used to live near It's exactly the same thing, Is I know. I promise you. Just be
3: quiet. Huh? Yeah, the, um, I've been to one in the Seychelles. Oh, have you now? Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And what did you do there?
3: I laid down on a table with a hole in it, <laughs> and um, the massage... <laughs>
1: Whereabouts <What of> me... <laughs> was the hole? <laughs>
3: put your face through what a hole. where your dingle was? No, it wasn't where that okay. was. The um, And my all I remember that it because there was these great big... I mean, that big, like eight inches or something. He's
1: signifying eight inches with um, his hands.
3: Like, I don't know, caterpillars or something. But really? Massive, thick What things. Wow. That were poisonous. And at night, they'd climb up the side of our walls of the bedroom. Yeah. And then they'd drop down and you'd hear smack. Onto you? Not Thankfully, none of them dropped onto, onto wow. me. But it did turn the holiday and the fact that it pissed down for seven <laughs> days.
1: <laughs> the whole sounds nice though. A nice face hole. Very ba- good.
3: Barry Oumowner Yeah, says to me, because mm-hmm. he phoned me up, I'd really? And he said to me, um, you know, he does. Yeah, hi, Bo. Hi. Blah, <laughs> yeah. blah. Yeah. And I said, all right, Barry. He says, I'd
4: like to contribute to parsnips.
3: No, kill. He likes And also, fucking hell, he sent us in <laughs> one of his um, motivational things, you know, mm-hmm. about his life and that. So I'll play it, because bless him. Is it a WAV MP3? What was he it? sent it as an mp3 yeah that would be right yeah yeah would that be right for barry for barry yeah, yeah he's an okay. mp
1: sort of twat yeah
4: <laughs> well let's have a listen yeah yep 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 barry c homeowner here living my life on your behalf so you can taste what life is about when you dwell high 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 in the business sky so yeah today first up heavily thrashed green smoothie with high sprinkled buckwheat flakes Then skateboard to the gym, catching some big air on the way. Light warm-up, utilising Indian and Nepalese chanting sticks. And then boxer size. literally bleeding sweat through my Lycra (laughs) tuk-tuk. Baboom! That is the moon kicked right up its fat-ass. Exit gym and straight to my fave artisan coffee pop-up. She's Eastern European. She wants my life. She knows what I want. I know what I want. And I get it. A campuchu with a heart on top. I get the message, Rulenska. I'm hot. (laughs) I won't let you down. I'll just take you up, up, up. Up into the business sky. And you'll feel, feel like you're making love. Making love to a Henry Hoover. It's 7.50am. I'm first in the office. Ping off a prank email to Les from accounts saying his mum has caught Fairy Berry at Nando's. Jam the coffee machine with a blob so that I'll be the only one camper-choo-chooing this a.m. Squeeze out the sweat from my tuk tuks Start pinging off Blue Sky initiatives to head office. Pop a banana in the intern's tray. She'll know it's from me because I've written hashtag brainstormer on it, and I won't let you down. I'll take you up, up, up. Up into the business sky. And you'll feel feel like you're making love. Making love in a little car park. <laughs> till 12, deep dive into the Amazon rabbit hole. Beard shield, add to basket. Chimp hair toothbrush, add to basket. Digital wireless bollock jacuzzi, add to basket. Proceed to check out Rooney on Rudy. 12 to 1am, hyper jog to prep for protein ball apple cider boost sit in the window seat so I can observe the sea of failure that passes by, bloke asks if the seat next to me is taken, I say yeah dude it's my babe station I won't let you down I'll just take you up, up, up up into the business sky, and you'll feel like you're making love, making love to a vet in a cat suit. Boom, boom, boom
3: <laughs> Thanks, oh, Barry. Oh, well done, Barry. I mean, thank you, yeah, Barry. Yeah, there's uh... no
1: need, but thank you. <laughs> Barry Homeowner, we've seen him in animations. He looks a bit like that fella at Game of Thrones, doesn't he? John, John Game of Thrones.
3: Yeah. Do you know how that happened? Or do you not want to know how that Tell happened? Us. Um, ben, the lovely Ben Pix, who does the animations, yeah. sent us an email saying, could I just ask, what does yeah. Barry Homeowner look like? <laughs> and I put I'd put in my Google or whatever, <laughs> yeah. um, images of men with beards. Right. And of course... That celebrities come up first yeah. and the first to be honest with you the first one that looked about the right age yeah. was John Game, li- of yeah. was Game of Thrones yeah and it turned
1: out when we premiered that animation at the live show a couple of years ago he was in the audience he was, standing- he was sat watching it <laughs> and he came to see Top Flight Time Machine live a couple mm. of weeks ago I went for a pint with him oh was he nice he was a lovely fella yeah, is, lovely fella I offered him 20 quid for his image rights but he declined he declined it so it's uh, now with the lawyers <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Speaking of Barry Holmore and, and the more popular train guy who you did on um, on the, yeah, the internet and got yeah. in the Daily Mail and that, I had a train poem written for the last one, which I didn't do. I like I said, your train poems. Th- this is This is all genuine, right? Here we go. The things you said. Oh, the things you said. Like, it's a tier one market, but if Motorola are coming in at 50% of our price, I can't win. Where do I go from there? Like, the guy prior to Todd was a guy called Marcus. Him and Josh, two peas in a pod. It was a level playing field. Like, Marcus misread the dynamic. Marcus is tech, you see. Like, Marcus is like 45. Josh is like 30. Josh pushed back. He made his play. Like, you need someone who can execute, 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 time after time. Like, he's very emotionally intelligent. He reads dynamics and intellectual firepower. Like,
5: Josh and Luke are like Federer and Nadal. We haven't even got to fucking Darlington And all the while, you're sitting in my seat.
1: That's the poem. That That's all the happened. Poem. That's actual quote from, from
3: a conversation
1: I heard on the train.
3: And they kidnapped your
1: seat. And they kidnapped my seat. We haven't even got to Daliton. It's you out
3: sh- there, isn't it? You should have shown your ticket.
1: No, nah, I just want to sit there and listen.
3: Yeah, it's great Because I,
1: I could see the kind of men they were at the beginning, and it's I thought, I to want to watch this. <laughs> this is going to be I'm to get a poem out of this, I thought. And you can smell their did.
3: tight suit trouser pants. You can,
1: yeah. It was <laughs> special. So there we are. That's me, train poem.
3: Crime Files has come in.
1: Crime Files is in? All yeah. Right. Okay.
3: Crime Files. The small Lancashire village of Diggle is situated some ten miles east of Manchester at one end of the restored Standage Canal Tunnel. Known as the Gateway to the Moors, it remains a popular destination for both hikers and Mancunians wishing to sample a quieter way of life. There was little crime and a great sense of community. That was until the 10th of June 1997 when everything changed. That day started much as any other with local nonsense potter, Neil Hunt, emptying his kiln from an overnight firing and carefully placing the trinkets and tom-tittery onto his nonsense shelving. Just as he settled down for a well-earned cup of tea and a slice of Wallander cake, the door to his studio <laughs> opened and in waddled Liam Gallagher, lead singer of the band Oasis.
5: You're, you're right, little. Liam, Liam Gallagher. You're right, little potter. I'm Liam Gallagher, and I want some pottery shot for our lass. Yes, I'm. Yes, I'm Neil Hunt, Nonsense Potter. And pray tell me, is that name meant to mean something to me? Yeah, it is. I'm as famous as the fucking Dela Lama, and I want to buy a Nonsense Pottery fruit bowl for me and our last Patsy riding a unicorn that's shitting out cream horns. I, I don't take one-off commissions. It's too much of a headbender. And why on earth are you wearing a coat in here? It must be nearly 100 degrees. The kiln has been on all night. Yeah, if I don't wear a coat, I don't get recognised. And if I don't get recognised, I don't get a pass on me wisdom to the people. Oh, yes. Right. And what wisdom is this? Go on. I dare you. Give me some examples of your so-called wisdom. I fucking dare you. Go on. No worries, squire. Give me a topic and I'll blow your tiny nonsense pottery mind to shite. All right, transport. Tell me something wise about transport, coat boy. Uh, yeah, uh, right, uh, here goes. The wheels on a car go round and round. Show on that, mate. Don't swallow till you understand. Brilliant, fucking brilliant. I never realised that bra fucking vo. Okay, what about pottery? What is pottery? Pottery made out of. Go on, tell me, what do you use to make pots? Uh, Yeah, okay, easy. You use mud, clean mud, with all the wiggly worms and bits and pieces taken out, so it's smooth like Damon Albans' ball bag. Well, I suppose you're right after a fashion. This fruit bowl, how big do you want it? That's mainly for bananas. I like to have eight bananas on standby at all pertinent times. When you have a banana and eat one, there will only be seven bananas on standby and that's going to fuck your system up. Nah, I got an old box of Boots of Chemist in my kitchen. I keep 40 bananas in at all times to restock me bowl from. Fucking get you, coat lad. And how much are you willing to pay? Whatever it costs. Banana presentation is a big deal for me and Patsy. Just name your price. Have you got a picture of this Patsy woman I can work from? Yeah, there you go. That's Patsy on the right, next to the fuel pump. And do you want the fuel pump on the bowl design? Yeah, that'll be sweet. But I want me and Patsy and the unicorn in the front. Yes, 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 I realise that. But the fuel pump would be a nice detail towards the rear of the tableau. Well, for eight eight banana capacity, you're going to need an eight-inch bowl. So that would be 1,200 quid. And some... When will it be ready, kidder? Don't fucking kidder me, sunshine. I'm Neil Hunt Nonsense Potter, as I previously informed you. Go on, fuck off out of the shop. As I suspected, you're nothing but a Todd warrior. Go on, get out or I'll serve you with a kiln-dried fuck-off notice right round your thick head. (sighs) Go on, dickhead, fucking make me. Don't take that tone with me, coat bloke. I'll have you know, the best man at my brother-in-law's wedding owns a hardware store that sells chainsaw blades. Well,
3: with this, Liam takes off his coat and starts goose-stepping around the shop, shouting Nazi bastard and kicking pottery nonsense off the shelves as he does so.
5: What are you doing? What in the name of Roger the fuck are you actually doing? Why is it always little old fucking me? I helped repair the Sunday school roof the other day and I frequently donate packet soups to the food bank.
3: Liam is still goose-stepping around and knocking Pottery to the floor. Neil has an idea. He grabs Liam's coat, runs over to the kiln and opens its door.
5: Hey, chimp, get out or say goodbye to your fucking daft coat! Liam stops in his tracks. Whoa, nonsense, Potter. Calm your head down here. That's me magic fucking wisdom coat. Just give it back and I'll clear off. Come on, I can't walk out of here as a no code bloke. Ha, fucking ha! shitting in your pants, aren't you? You fucking streak of quickton. Give me your credit card and I'll rip out 3,000 quid for the fucking damage and inconvenience.
3: Liam gives Neil the card and he takes the money.
5: Now say you are fucking sorry and that I am the best nonsense potter in the fucking UK. Oh, sorry boss, you are the best nonsense potter in the UK. Yes, fucking are i'm neil hunt and i'm loving my life now fuck off
3: (laughs) liam waddles out of the shop yes
5: yes yes i am a fucking nightmare
3: (laughs) (laughs) and that's
4: that's my friends (laughs) um,
6: oh
1: brilliant
0: lovely
1: Do you want a quiz? Oh yeah, I like a quiz. All right, this
5: is called Whoosh Bang Pop Cat Peanut Crime. Oh yeah, Trout. Give me just
1: a little more, more time. time. Now then, the magazine world, the magazine rack oh, in the supermarket. God. What? You don't read magazines, I do you? Not a
3: magazine for twenty years or something.
1: Well, there we are. This will this will sort out what you're all about. Then, <laughs> won't it? In your, and you to, knew to that. Help, I didn't even buy magazines. To, to help you out, right, what I've done is I've made the magazines be about things that you're interested in. All right. So it might, might help, I don't know. Here we Three go. Three magazines. Your Cat magazine. Yes. Monthly, I think. Monthly. Get free badge this month. All right. That helps. Trout Fisherman. Yeah. There's an eight-page tribute to Bob Church in that. RIP right, Bob Church. Um, and Cry Monthly. Which has a story about the real life Hannibal Lecter on it. I'll give you them again if you want.
3: No, Crime Monthly, most expensive, then the fishing, then the um, cats.
1: Crime Monthly, expensive, fishing,
5: cats. You could not have been more wrong, <laughs> Bob Mortimer. <laughs> you Fuck fucking off. fool. You magazine idiot. <laughs> oh, well. Crime Never
3: Monthly,
1: 2 Trout fisherman, £3.70. Your cat with free badge, £4.50. You've tried and failed to defeat.
5: Whoosh, bang, perp, cat, peanuts, crime. Oh, yeah, trout. Give me me just just a little little more more time.
3: time. I would like to do, Andrew, Mm. um, a Jurgen Klopp. Right, then. Because I've intercepted a wav. Good, you know, Have you
1: got like a dish or something that intercepts these? Have you got on your roof? It's more of a plate. I wouldn't call it right, a dish. with a wire off it.
3: Um, yeah, so I intercepted a wav from Jurgen Klopp. He do, right. does his own music now. Let's see you that then.
4: Go on then. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. Wow. <laughs> That's great dope cake. Let's put our pajamas on and eat some tin peaches. To get mellow. I'm Jurgen Klopp, Plippy plop. My ass is firm like a thick-cut Barnsley chop. Ha ha ha! I'm Jurgen Klopp, <laughs> ticky top. I'm like a time bomb hidden in an office block. Ha ha ha! Oh yeah, for sure. Wow. Take it easy, baby. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Try this Moroccan love cube rub it on your pyjamas that's a beautiful frock come on for sure wow let's hire a yurt I'm Jürgen Klopp plippy plop I always wished I was a motorcycle cop ha 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 Jürgen Klopp (laughs) plippy plop I will hug you round the back of the shops Jürgen Klopp Naked Noo, a storm is brewing in my training shoe. Oh wow, for sure! Let's take these pajamas off and hot tub the shit out of the night. You want some hot sauce with those Doritos? My god, for sure! Yeah, your face is as long as a Hoover. I love it. Ha
5: ha ha!
4: I'm Jurgen Klopp. Plippy <laughs> plop. I'm the leader of the Anfield cop.
5: Ha,
1: ha, ha!
4: Ha, ha, ha! For sure. Wow! It's uh, all right, isn't he, Org? He's nice he,
1: fella. He's quite, uh, quite a vociferous laugher. i, don't, I got a funny one feeling. One of those fellas who just laughs a bit too hard. Yeah, i got I'm a feeling
3: sure that no one dares tell him his music's a bit dodgy. Mm,
1: no, not because he's know, the he boss, isn't he?
3: Set up a recording studio, spent thousands
1: on the Anfield training ground.
3: Yeah, it's a shame, but there you, you go.
1: You do a training session and then just retreat away and yeah. bang out a track.
3: Bang out a track.
1: <sighs> uh, as you probably know, it's International Restaurant Week and I'm joined in the studio today by one of the country's most celebrated chefs, none other than Ron Craggs. Hello, Ron.
4: Oh, I, don't, I don't know
6: what a lot of them were dressed to
1: <laughs> Wonderful uh, Thanks for coming along uh, Now you're the resident chef at Slaughter's Meat Restaurant Near Alexandra Palace Would you say you have an overarching philosophy in your work there?
4: Yeah? What well, What are you saying?
1: I suppose I'm wondering if you could describe your work Or dare I say your craft in a single line Ron What, what would it be?
4: I'm trying to get inside my head You're one of them quack quack doctors Look man I just cook meat all day, just in tights,
5: like really uh, hot, not so hot, sometimes not even cooked. Can't fucking stop. So it's like, uh, it's, a, it's almost like a calling, it's like your, your life's mission. Well, look man, I just cook what comes in, uh, blow up
6: drops, get off at half nine and I cook whatever's in the buckets, Hearts, gills, boil up with cheese and glow, send it home with me mum.
1: Uh, are you, are you a scholar of any of the culinary pioneers? What are you
6: talking about? Yes, you know, I got started. I used to find dead rats down the precinct and chuck them in a the brazier. <laughs> well, I was eleven. You can fucking stare at the brazier for hours, man, and lose yourself.
1: Do you, you socialise with any of the other top chefs in London, Ron? Are there any kindred spirits what, on the scene? I'm
6: trying to be my fucking friend here What's the question you about? Maybe you should tell me about your life. <laughs> no,
1: Ron. Ron. Meat restaurants are almost derri these days. As a man who's worked solely in meat for decades now, do you feel a sense of responsibility?
6: Derry Who the fuck are they? What the fuck are you on about? Are you taking a fucking piss out of me? Do you want me to come over there and wrap me tender there as there only a fucking bridge? <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, Ron. No offence intended. Right, look, hang on, hold on, hold on. While well, I just loosen this bandage, it's giving me life fucking bollocks. Oh,
1: oh, Jesus Christ, no!
6: Oh, oh, oh that—that's oh. eased it a bit. The ooze can come up now, oh. lovely,
1: Ron. Road Crags, thank you. <sighs> right, I've got some questions here from the Athletico Parsnips listeners on the uh, Club Parsnips thing. Uh, let's have a quick look what we've got. How many bags of standard size crisps is acceptable to eat in one sitting, says Jake? Mm. I would say three. I wouldn't go more than three bags of crisps in one go. How about you? I know you're a healthy man.
3: I could do three if they're different flavours, Andrew. I could go from the light that I could do... If I put vinegar in the middle, so I went quite quite rich with a cheese and onion, yes. sliced through it with the vinegar, and then went to a roast chicken, I think I could do that. Right.
1: Uh, Paul Dorman says, what's the most erotic way to clean a tin bath? I would say probably wear a, um, a damp towel as a nappy and do it with your ass.
3: The most erotic way... To clean a tin bath. Yeah. Well I can't answer that, Andrew. Nothing comes to mind. No,
1: I just half for us, I think, so there we are. Um, screw Top or Cork wine. You don't like wine, do you? I've never drink wine. No. Why? I find
3: it I find that I'm, I get a bit um tired and pissed very quickly on it. <laughs> And it's not really my. T- I love to, love to drink, Andy.
1: Because do you drink a lot, like quickly? You drink wine as if it's pop or beer. I do. I drink. Sw- you meant to sip it, man.
3: Yeah, well, then I can't. I'm not interested. I was brought up drinking. Um, Went on me. I think it was my 16th or 17th birthday. My brothers took me to the pub to teach mm. me how to drink. You know, right? And you had to have eight. <laughs> my good. Yeah, beer was a lot weaker then.
1: Yeah. Different times. Uh, Mark Boy says rumours of a one hundred million pound investment in the city of Sunderland. Does Andy feel one hundred million is enough to clear all that dog dirt? Ha ha ha. ha. Um, I like that question. Do very you like much, that yeah. one? Yeah. I'll tell you what the hundred million is going to include. There is going to be a footbridge over the River Weir linking the city to the stadium of light. All right. So it can get away quicker afterwards. Get
4: so away quicker at that's half a, time. That's
1: a good thing.
4: I'm pleased about that. Uh, uh, I feel that like, you know, Andrew. I haven't done uh, a Peter Beasley for a while, it seems, you know what I mean. Right. So, I'm just here today in the the studio with Andrew, (laughs) and I'll just tell you some of the things that I can see. I've recently eaten a mini cheddar biscuit, but not the actual mini one, the one that's slightly larger. Yeah, And that's a much more of a surface area uh, past the time having a good old stare at like, that, like, you know. And it goes uh, goes very nicely um, as an extra crunchy crunch mm-hmm. when you're having a, a chicken wrap um, that's got a bit soggy, like you know, because it's been left in your puffer-puffer, maybe overnight or something like that. Um, I can see Andrew, and Andrew is... <laughs> And you reminds me of a big Sam Allardyce, you know, like a bit portly, a bit like an ugly sort of guy, Mm. you know. But his face is very interesting, you know. I find ugly faces Mm. look more interesting than Mm. pretty faces, you know. You know what I mean? Peter! Oh, it's the wife's on the phone.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Peter! What are you fucking doing in London, you fucking (laughs) Josie fucking clown?
4: Oh, uh, I'm buying you a Christmas present. Uh,
5: You're fucking betting I'd be you little... bad just...
4: <laughs> Peter, get out.
5: Go on, Peter. There we
1: go. Uh, last one. Neil P says, what are Mark Lawrence's top ten kitchen appliances? Funny you should say that. I've just intercepted a wav from him earlier hey. on. And here
2: they are. Mark Lawrence in here. These are my top ten kitchen appliances. Number ten, coffee percolator Barbara made me include this but personally speaking, caffeine makes me skittish Number nine, the slow cooker It's like if you could buy a casserole candle, isn't it? Number eight, microwave Overrated in my book and the jury's still out over the effect they have on your brain Number seven, toasted sandwich maker The nutritional staple of the layabout Number six, the George Foreman but I won't tell you how I dispose of the contents of the fat tray. Number five, the juicer. I'm a strong advocate of juice. I've used it for 18 months now, and it's definitely arrested the leathering of my neck skin. Number four, the air fryer. A new kid on the block, but an absolute revelation for me. Chicken dippers never tasted better. Number three, the slotted spoon. Mark, I hear you say, that's not technically an appliance. Perhaps. Try and imagine kitchen life without it. Number two, the cooker. No cooker, no cooking. End of. And my number one kitchen appliance, the fridge freezer. Without the fridge freezer, we'd probably all be dead. I'm Mark Lawrence, and those are my top ten kitchen appliances.
1: There we go. Mark Lawrence's top ten kitchen appliances. Very good. How I agree with him. That. I think it was more or less one on to the ten, nose. One ten, right the way through. Yeah, completely. Beautiful work, Mark. <laughs> What's behind
2: the door? Yes or no? Yes or no? What's behind the door? I don't know.
1: I don't know! Bob, what's behind the door? Three doors. Imaginal, fictional doors for you to go through. You can go through, say what's on the other side, or you can decide not to. No, it's up to you. They're not real. It doesn't matter.
4: First it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter.
1: Door number one. 666 European wigs. Hmm. Mm.
5: What do you reckon? Six six weeks. You
1: can try them on if you want to.
5: I'm going to go through. They're not just for luck. I'm going to try them as
1: well. Okay. Door number two. Bit of this, bit of that.
3: Uh, It is tempting, Andrew, but... um I'm going to decline. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Bore. Would you know what it would have been? Or are you not? Just willing... a bit of this, bit of that. Find out when you
1: get in there. Third one, Acker Bilk. He's got his top off, but he's got his hat on. He's wearing army trousers, and he's threatening himself in a mirror with the naughty step. He is, of course, Shit-faced Bill, come in. Every time, every innit? time. Every yeah. time. That's about it, I think, for this Atletico Parsnips. Uh, Thanks, as ever, for subscribing and, yeah, so and patronising us. It. Is that the right word, patronising? Yeah, know, and
3: um, keep keep in touch with us via whatever you do. Via
1: well, all the methods, and we'll, uh, we'll be back soon with more.
3: With more. Thank
1: you so much. See Da-da. ya. Bye-bye.